Hello and welcome aboard Fighting Catholic Jet Lag. My name is JC and I'll be your host for this podcast. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, a priest of 34 years and a doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president. And for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith. We'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and reclaim your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up, relax, and enjoy our flight to faith. Father Larry, how come whenever I want to kiki about things that don't matter, you're like in a hot car, but when you want to kiki about Lauren's hair, you're not in a hot car. <laughs> because, because I have to live with Lauren. <laughs> good call. You won You won that one. He's got a good point. <laughs> you go first. I'm going for, hey folks, uh, welcome to our fourth episode of My Catholic Jet Lag. Thank you to those who have hung with us to this point, and welcome to all of our new listeners. This is going to be a shorter version, right, JC? Because yes. I'm not in Oldsboro. Where um, are you? I'm sitting in my hot car uh, in paradise um, in the mountains of Colorado, making sure we get this episode done. So um, I'm, I do have a beautiful view, um, but uh, I'm ready to get uh, get out there and start hiking some of these trails. Oh, okay. Well, okay. hi, I'm JC Hartz. And I'm Father Larry Hostetter. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, if you see JC, if you know JC, she's very concerned about her sleeves. So please ask her about them. Yes, um, this is a fluttered eyelet top last year's j crew so thank you for bringing it up we'll make sure to post it on the instagram father larry uh, <laughs> no idea what any of that means but all right so you re- ready to go <laughs> yeah we we're not doing as much of the um uh light-hearted, light-hearted banter banter as you call it. today yeah i did have a clarificational but it'll have to wait till the next episode regarding episode three so uh, the next episode, we'll have to do a double clarificational for episode uh, three and four. Oh, no. Did my mom slide into your DMs with the no, clarification? No, 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 no. Just something, just a little minor thing. I can hardly wait. Well, me again, I I, I think I did everything. Uh, I, I don't have any, but I haven't heard from little B yet. So we'll we'll find out. For, so next episode, we'll have some clarificationals for you so yes well and, uh, for those of you that don't know little b is um jc's mom and apparently our biggest fan she she truly is always <laughs> she she needs to get some merch she'll wear it around she'd love that so since we're not doing a clarificational we're jumping right into our content and we've not had any suggestions yet from folks as to what we should call this part. So we'll probably come up with some kind of name ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what's the topic today, JC? So today I wanted to talk about (laughs) the vaccine. Um, I know, Father Larry, we're a little late to the game, but we still want to do our part to kind of throw into this convo. Um, We just haven't been around very long to do it. So um, 
I know a lot of us Catholics and Catholics have a lot of questions around this and where the church stands with it. So um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to to get your input on it. I'm sure you've, you've gotten a lot of questions around this topic too, right? Yeah, back in uh, the winter when, you know, the question of vaccines first came up, uh, there was a lot of discussion in Catholic circles about whether it is moral to receive a vaccine. And um, in fact, the Bishop of Owensboro and I did a video together, and we'll uh, link that video, and um, where we kind of talk a little bit about that and why it is morally permissible for Catholics who are concerned about that to receive uh, any of the vaccines that are currently uh, available. And, you know, you said we're maybe a little late to the game, but I heard on the radio this morning that there's still about 90 million Americans who have not been vaccinated. And there's a lot of concern about the Delta variant and other possible mutations. And so encouraging people to to be vaccinated is not is not a bad thing. But uh, we want to take a little bit of time to talk about what is the Catholic position on these vaccines and vaccinations in general. Absolutely. And obviously, we don't want to politicize this and we aren't doctors, um, but we do want to focus on the Catholic aspect of it. So, Father Larry, can you kind of tell us, you know, what what the concern is for Catholics or why if there if there is a concern or and can you just talk a little bit about that? Sure. With all things, when it comes to Catholic morality, there's always a the question on uh, does an action violate in some way uh, God's law? And specifically, you know, some of the most important things concerning respect for other human beings and uh, especially respect for human life. And that's where I think the concerns that um, those who have concerns uh, are, are rooted. And uh, I, I want to say first, though, uh, in light of what we talked about last week, the you know, you had said we're not doctors, and that's right. And so, you know, the science part of this is not up to us to determine how to create vaccines. But from a theological, and especially from a moral theological point of view, we feel like we have the right to talk about whether uh, a specific uh, medical treatment, uh, you know, violates the rights and dignities of other people, or even the person receiving that, that treatment, and um, trying to make sure that Catholics who have concerns about our values, that those values are understood and uh, analyzed and uh, applied correctly. <laughs> okay. Well, so what, why would Catholic have, have concerns about this? What would they be? And could we squash some while we're on the topic? Yes. Let's squash some things. Um, yeah, let's squash a few, a few concerns from Catholics and kind of just talk about what concerns Catholics have and why we have them. If you want to go and, into and that. Squ- a bit. Yeah, we don't, we don't squash them. We'll alleviate those concerns. But anyway, <laughs> the concern basically <laughs> yeah. about most vaccines is that some of the modern vaccines have been developed using cell lines that originated decades ago from uh, aborted fetuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from those uh, aborted fetuses, they developed the cell line, which then was used in de- the development of a multitude of different kinds of vaccine. Uh, there, there are no, and, and this is really more, I, I believe the mumps, measles, rubella vaccine was developed that way. And 
chicken pox, um, and maybe some others. But the concern is then, can I receive that shot if it was developed through something that we would consider uh, morally wrong, which of course was that abortion that happened decades ago. Now, that being said, the two MMR vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, were not developed with those, uh, what they're called tainted cell lines because they're tainted by the abortion that had happened decades ago, that they were not developed with those uh, tainted cell lines. They, they were not. Uh, they, 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 some of the testing that happened, when they tested them, they used those cell lines, but not in the actual development. So and there aren't there aren't any traces of aborted cells in the vaccine that we're receiving. There are no aborted cells in any of these vaccines, including the ones that were that did use the tainted cell line. So the Johnson and Johnson vaccine mm. did use the, the that cell line, but there are no aborted cells floating around in that that vaccine. That's kind of a um, a misunderstanding of how vaccines work and how vaccines are developed. Um, so from that point of view, go ahead. It certainly is confusing. Are, can we still get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine or should it be a last resort? You know, last resort is probably too strong of, of a term. So in 2005, John Paul, II, uh, the, the, uh, John Paul II put out a document on this very issue basically stating that even with the vaccines developed from the painted cell line, Catholics should feel free to receive those vaccines because the participation, it, there's such a great distance between the participation of you receiving that vaccine and the action that we consider immoral, the abortion, decades ago, there's such a distance between that, that the Catholic doesn't have any moral responsibility in that. So they, they're not morally culpable. In other words, they can't be blamed morally for that. They're not committing a sin. In that document and subsequent document, Catholics have always been encouraged to use vaccines that are, have the least amount of moral issue. And I don't know if 10 minutes, a, a 10, 20 minute thing is going to get it. Because I feel right. like I'm going to be doing all the talking. Well, I, I think you're making such a great point that just to clear it up, um, there are there aren't traces of aborted fetuses in any of the vaccines that we are receiving. Um, and I that that in itself, you know, gives a lot of relief and a lot of understanding to something that a lot of us don't understand that well. So that in itself, that's great. Thank you for clearing that up. I did. Um, when I, I reached out to my doctor, she said through her research, she noted that the Vatican did call on pharmaceutical companies to test and produce vaccines that do not contain cell lines. And further, the vaccination is not a moral obligation. So at the end of the day, it's voluntary. However, the doctrine also stated that the decision to vaccinate depends on the duty to pursue common good and that the common good may recommend vaccination to protect not only personal, but public health. So let's talk exactly. about, yeah, let's, <laughs> let, let's talk about that personal obligation to 
you know, if, if you're unsure and we, we do have a choice in this, it's either you either get it or you don't, it's not, um, no one, it's all voluntary. So the moral obligation we do have is doing our research, doing our due diligence, and then making a decision based on that. Um, and not just personal reasons, but for public health reasons as well. Given that the vaccine is voluntary, if there, if we have hesitancies around receiving the vaccine, what is our moral obligation towards public health as well as our own health to get a vaccine? That's a really, that's a really good point because you're referring to the Vatican documents that go back to 2005 that have been repeated by various popes, have been repeated by our bishops that remind us that we can be vaccinated, we should be vaccinated if our consciences allow us to be, that there is nothing morally preventing us from doing doing so, that we, as the bishop did, should encourage pharmaceutical companies to develop vaccines that are not morally problem, problematic. And uh, when we have a choice, we should try to go with those. However, all of this teaching also says we have a responsibility to remember the common good and that being vaccinated is more than just about me. It's also mm-hmm. about everybody else in the community that is affected negatively and positively by my decision whether or not to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So how does somebody decide? Well, um, I think, first of all, they make sure they understand what the church teaches. Uh, if that's their question, you know, if, if, it's, if this may not be everybody's issue, but if this is your issue, then think about what, what does the church teach? Which is? We, you, we watched the video that, that uh, Bishop Medley and I did. It's posted on the diocesan website. and We'll, we'll post it link, on the Instagram, too. Which basically gives some an insight into how to make a decision of conscience, which is the same process you would make for any decision of conscience. You mm-hmm. make sure you understand the question. You make sure you understand the problem. You mm-hmm. make sure you understand why you are feeling maybe ambivalent about something. Try to get to the heart of why does this bother me? Uh, So for a lot of Catholics, it bothers them because they believe that they're participating in an abortion or that they're being injected with fetal cells. The science, you realize that neither that you're you're not being injected with aborted cells. Mm. And then you can take the further step of asking yourself the question, am I participating indirectly in in an abortion? Right. I I think what it would be something to look at for you to say there are not there isn't fetal tissue that is being used in the vaccines that we are receiving but if anyone still is hesitant because it was used in the developmental process is this something we look at as oh it's just the lesser of two evils or is this something we look at to say something tragic as abortion, we are able to, God is able to use it to somehow bring something that, an, good out of it? That, that's an outstanding question, because it really kind of gets at the heart of why the Catholic Church and its moral theologians have come to the judgment that it is morally permissible to use any of these vaccines, including those that maybe were tainted. Here's the problem. Every single one of us, every day, participates remotely 
in some kind of moral evil. Um, when you're buying clothes, the clothes that you have on your back may have been made in a developing country by somebody being paid starvation wages. The chocolate you're eating may have been harvested through child labor. People are concerned about, you know, if you have a diamond ring, how was that diamond produced? So mm -hmm. every day we, we are involved in things that you could say are morally wrong or morally evil. If you have investments, do you know where all of your investments are going? Uh, it's hard to know sometimes. But even there, your investments may be going to companies and other things that is using that money for um, things that we would consider morally morally wrong. If you're having so, heart surgery and you're at a hospital that performs abortion, then you are very indirectly supporting those abortions. So the church has always asked has this question: At what point do we draw the line and say, if I'm going to live in the world, then I have to accept that there's a certain amount of uh, moral ambivalence that I'm going to be involved in. But at what point do I draw the line and say, at this point, I am no, I'm directly involved and I have taken on the moral responsibility myself. And that's, well, that's how they, and there's a whole complicated formula for reaching that, uh, that decision. I also think um, worth noting, I mean, what it, hearing this, I'm thinking, well, what's the difference in that what makes this circumstance different and hearing that I think okay if I'm not being responsible with where my clothing's come coming from and brands that I'm supporting well then I need to start right now right here with this vaccine however right. where I draw the line is I'm seeing the way my actions with the vaccines how that could have a personal direct effect to my family and the people I love. And I'm that that's not enough. We shouldn't, we shouldn't stop there. We should be considerate and mindful of, of all the things like this, as you were mentioning. But I know for me, I, you know, I was dragging my feet on getting the vaccine and I came home from a trip and I had, I'd gotten COVID. My entire crew did. And my husband was quarantined away from me, but he couldn't go to work. So we were in the same house and his asthma is really bad. And I, I thought then I thought this is so irresponsible that I'm bringing so much risk home with me. And so then I took a voluntary leave so I could make sure I was protecting him. And that's not an option for everyone to do. However, the vaccine is an option for everyone to do. That's that's how I'm able to draw the line. I don't know if that's the right answer, but being able to see how many deaths there have been, you know, even if you don't have anyone in, in your family that you're particularly worried about getting COVID, your friends have family members. That There are people in your community that will benefit a lot more from you having the vaccine than deciding to sit this out. That's absolutely correct. But taking into consideration your family, your community is an important part in making that decision of conscience. My point in all of this is that so often people are very concerned about the vaccine 
because it is so remotely related to uh, an abortion, while they're not concerned about the other things that they're doing in their lives mm -hmm. that are also remotely, but, you know, connected to things that the Catholic Church, through its social teaching, has considered uh, immoral. And so we should be concerned about all those things, but that concern shouldn't prevent us from doing the things that we need to do to help protect others. Absolutely. I think it would be to the benefit of the entire world if as Catholics, we look at this and if we are struggling to figure out getting the vaccine and, and what that means and what it perpetuates to, to look at our own actions and other areas that we are, are feeding with our actions intentionally or unintentionally. This is a great time to, to really start to be more mindful of that. Absolutely. How about the question of whether it causes your skin to become magnetic? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was asking Dr. McKinley um, just to clear up a few things that she had heard. And that was a question that she gets a lot. Does it make your skin magnetic? And she says, absolutely not. They are free from metals and they do not alter your DNA um, there's also no evidence that they cause any fertility issues. Yes, children 12 and over are now eligible to be vaccinated, and it is recommended in efforts to achieve herd immunity. But to be clear on that, researchers aren't certain of what percentage of population vaccinated will develop herd or population immunity at this time. And Dr. McKinley says what she tells her patients is, she understands, you know, if you want to think about it and do your research, um, but ultimately she recommends the COVID-19 vaccine to all patients to help prevent personal illness and or long-term complications, as well as the spread of COVID. Is this something that the Catholic Church is saying, we feel obligated to tell you all that it's okay to get the vaccine, but we don't really believe this or have Catholics higher up in the hierarchy are are they getting vaccinated what what yeah, are I, they I'm, doing to prevent I, I believe the pope's been vaccinated i've been vaccinated not that the two are anywhere uh equal but <laughs> uh, I, yeah so mm -hmm. it's not it, this is not something where the the bishops are saying yeah we got to do this because you know we're feeling the pressure uh, right the church has been behind vaccinations since day one and let's be clear vaccinations have saved many, many lives over over the, the decades. Um, you know, smallpox used to be a scourge it, um, among human beings, and it's mm -hmm. been eliminated. Uh, in fact, I don't even think those of you who are younger ever had to get the smallpox vaccine. I have it. So I just want to be clear that the church has always said vaccines are good. Uh, vaccines are good for the common good that you know, maybe just to run down real quick the, the high points of this, vaccines help. We do have to look and ask the question, is a vaccine moral? Because vaccines were associated with a tainted cell line of uh, that came from an abortion decades ago, the question arose whether or not we can be vaccinated. The church concluded yes, because the distance is so far from that action to the vaccination that you are not morally culpable for that, and it is helping a greater good. However, pharmaceuticals should do their best to uh, develop vaccines that do not use that tainted and that we should uh, use our voices or whatever our ability to 
that that's a great summary, Father Larry. And what would you say um, to those who want to wait and see how it works for others? I'm I'm guilty of being in that camp for a little bit um, and just kind of waiting to see. I didn't want to be the first one, but now we're we're pretty far into it. Um, so what would you say for those like me who are or are still hesitant um, to and want to just wait and see how it works for others and the side effects of that? Um, well, I can't tell anybody what to do, but to me, it's clear based on what I've read and what I've heard that the benefits so far outweigh the risks of the the um, the vaccine. Uh, that in fact, that it's a greater risk to not be vaccinated. So if you're not mm-hmm. vaccinated, you have a greater risk of getting COVID and a greater risk of being hospitalized and a greater risk of possibly even dying than uh, that, that same risk happening as a result of the vaccine. So, um, you know, everything is a risk benefit in, in life. Uh, most medicine is a risk, risk benefit. I suspect there are many listeners who are taking medications that have side effects or potential side effects. Some of them could be very serious, but you have made the decision that the benefit outweighs that risk. It's clear to me, and it was for me, that the benefit um, of receiving the vaccination outweighed any possible risk that um, would would come from from the vaccine. Yes, great. I just want to say that to all the Catholics who were a little nervous about it, like I was thank you for being for getting vaccinated and for doing your due diligence and really trying to dig in to understand this for the good of everyone. I appreciate it. My family appreciates it. I know Father Larry does too. So thank you on behalf of all of us. Um, so yes, Father Larry. So you're in Colorado. What are what are you up to in Colorado? I'm on vacation. Yeah. Well, I'm just hiking and. Uh sightseeing, uh, enjoying some nice meals. That pretty oh, much summarizes it. I I wrote a letter to the Vatican. Did you? Yes, I did. And I, <laughs> I wanted to send him an email and you can't email him, but they take, they take letters. And so I, I got like a really cute envelope hoping that it'll stand out. Um, but he has like these three gals that go through all of his mail and then they sort it by language and you can write whatever you want to him. So I, right. I wrote him. I'll let you know if I hear back. Okay. I bet yeah. you will. Yeah. So what did you, what did you ask him? That's between me and God. No, just kidding. Uh, you're, I, you're, you're in the Pope. Yeah. So I, I hope I can't remember what all I wrote. I just, kind of felt the Holy Spirit moving through me and I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna write him a letter. So I am um so I wrote him to kind of just say what's up. And I can't remember if I told him about my Pope cutout or not, but I definitely sprayed it with perfume like Elle Woods did when she sent a har- a letter to Harvard. And so I, I hope he opens it. All right. I think we are just about done then. I do have a little prayer to close us out. You, you do? <laughs> you know oh you know you can probably just recite them at you probably don't even need to write them no i have this i have this one uh this is the uh i thought appropriate in the pandemic 
or the close of a pandemic is the prayer of St. Patrick, sometimes called St. Patrick's Breastplate. It is an ex- excerpt of that. All right. Let's do Can it. Start that. All right. All right. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ be with me. Christ within me. Christ behind me. Christ before me. Christ beside me. Christ to win me. Christ to comfort and restore me. Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. I bind unto myself the name, the strong name of the Trinity, by invocation of the same, the three in one and one in three, by whom all nature hath creation, eternal Father, Spirit, Word, praise to the Lord of my salvation. Salvation is of Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well done. This podcast is ended. Go and love one another as you have been loved. And Godspeed. Amen. See you next Amen. Week. Bye.